hope I can make it through Degrassi Viewing Podcast. I'm your veteran, Donnie. I'm your neophyte, Frank. Today, we're back in the Degrassi Next Generation mini-episode archive. A uh, quick content warning before we jump in. Uh, we are going to bring up pregnancy, and we're also going to be talking a little bit about ableism. Um, I, I don't like these premises. The premises are, what if Craig picked Emma, and what if Jimmy was never shot? Uh, this is going to sound really hypocritical, Frank, but I fucking hate when media, like the, the media source, does what-ifs. Okay. My take is, one, if you had these decisions, why didn't you just fucking, like, write, di- like, write differently? If not, it just kind of comes off half-assed, right? Because it's like, if this was something that was actually on the table it would actually be, like, a really compelling thing to explore or talk about in, like, a meta sense, but it feels like they never really are. Or they're always, like, really absurd. Like, I feel like with Marvel, it's, like, I have, like, a really old comic that I just got because it was, you know, just a ridiculous premise that was, like, what if Iron Man was, like, sent to, like, the medieval era? And it's, like, that doesn't really matter. Like, these are not going to be, like, rich characterization experiments And which brings me to my second argument, which is that I feel like fanfic writers will always write what ifs 110% better than any original source material will. So I never really see the point. Sorry, you made me think about like what ifs and like one of them is like, what if, what if the Fantastic Four had not gained their superpowers and, like, there's this old classic Fantastic Four cover where they're fighting a giant green monster. And, like, you know, in their normal ways. And, like, it, one's holding on to Sue Storm. And it's the same cover. It's just, like, they're just shooting it with guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's not interesting to me because they're still fighting. Like, like it, it's almost like, it's almost like, I feel like with fanfic, because you don't have to worry about, like, people buying it or, like, you know, consuming it as much. Like, you you want to think about, like... You think about engagement as a fanfic writer. I never want to make it sound like you don't think about that. But I feel like with fanfic, because they don't necessarily have to follow, like, a certain amount of appeal to, like, the mainstream part of it, I feel like they can get into a more um, interesting place with it. Like, for example, I if I heard the prompt, like, what if the Fantastic Four never got their superpowers, then my my logical thing would be like, well, what, like, normal or conventional careers would they end up being in? Would they have trauma? Would they not have trauma? Like, you know, like, there are actual questions to ask, which I feel like works better in a fanfic realm. Meanwhile, if Marvel is to do this, then it becomes them with guns. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like, it never goes far enough away for it to actually be interesting to me, I think is what what I'm getting at. Now, some people like it, some people like the absurd. I I by no means want to make it sound like you can't like it, you shouldn't like it. It's just not for me, typically. Yeah, no, like, you have to go, like, just turbo hard right turn for me for a what if. It's just like, what if Emma was piloting a Gundam? Like... Yeah, exactly. Like it's like it's like what if the genre entirely shifted on this series and we actually deep dove into how their characterization would stay the same and how it would be different. Like it feels like but again, 
these are questions that I think are easier to ask and facilitate in a fandom space than in a space like this, because I feel like you're just never going to get that weird. Like, you just can't get that weird. Um, there's going to be limitations. And that's not to say that, like, the limitations are bad. I understand that there is a lot of stuff that has to uh, has to do with, like, making this stay appealing and worthwhile to, to viewers and things like that. But I think also, like, I do think we're both coming at this from a fanfic angle, where if we really want to see a what if, like, a truly, like, different thing, we can always just check an AU tag, right? Like, we can just be like, I want to read a college AU and have it not suck, like, when Degrassi does it. Or, like, I can read a... Um, teacher AU where they're teachers instead of students or, um, you know, a sci-fi AU or things like that. Like, you have so many options in fanfic that I think that it spoiled me, especially because I've been reading fanfic since I was literally 11. Um, I think just the years and years and years of reading fanfic has made me, like, go, like, this isn't weird enough. This isn't interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, my thing is... Um... Though I did see somebody saying like the 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 biggest fictional AU is the coffee shop customer AU. Um, it's huge. Sorry, it's huge. I know because somebody was just like, look, if you're working in a coffee shop, all you can think of is just I wish death upon every single customer. <laughs> I I never quite understood it for that reason. I mean, I I've never understood it from that for that reason. Another AU that always really confused me was the tattoo artist florist AU premise. Um, and my reasoning behind it is I and maybe I just take things way too literally and things like that, which is very possible. I tend to do this. But to me, I always sit there going like, what occupation? Like, how do you see how does the tattoo artist always see the florist? Right. Because it's like, unless the florist is getting a shit ton of tattoos or like a huge back piece that they're coming in time and time and time and time again. Um, or the like, when are they going to see that tattoo artist all the time? And in the case of the tattoo artist, unless like their whole entire vibe of their uh, tattoo parlor, which it might be, unless the whole vibe of the tattoo parlor like is fresh florals every day or every week or something like that, you're not going to a florist every you know, you're not going to a florist all that frequently. So, like, maybe there are AUs that have, like, worked through that angle, but, like, I've never... That was, like, the big thing I didn't understand. I was like, neither of these fields would cross over repeatedly enough, right? Like, the tattooer is buying a bouquet might be a thing that happens, but it's not going to happen frequently enough that you're probably going to catch that person at the same shift every single time. I'm sure someone has written it that it's made sense. But as an outsider looking in, I never quite got it. But what I don't understand is, is it supposed to be, like, the tattoo artist is, like, the polar opposite of a flower? Like, every flower shop person is nice and every tattoo artist is mean? Like, I, I've met a fair number of tattoo artists, and they are always lovely people. Yeah, they're very nice. And, like, that also suggests that, like, florists, like, there aren't heavily tattooed florists, which, like, I feel like I have seen quite a bit. Um, again... I'm sure someone has written through these logistics. It's just as somebody who was trying to figure out, like, you know, AUs that appeal to me, that that was a premise that I never really understood. And also, like, so many fucking people who love flowers also love tattoos. Like, floral tattoos are such a common type of tattoo. There are so many people who are passionate about that. Maybe. So, like, the idea of it being hard and soft, I never quite understood because I feel like there's way more overlap than that AU may suggest. Yeah. All right. Now um, the fun sucked everything. Let's so, go. Yeah. 
are um, basically like I just kind of want to like sprint through this one because it's awkward yeah. as fuck. Um, it, it it's basically a rehash of the scene where um, Manny is asking Craig to ditch Ashley for him. Um, but they also decide to combine one of uh, Manny's earlier subplots with it. It's um, very weird because it's like nearly impossible to like figure out like because because of that it's like so weird timeline wise because they are filming it at a certain point that their characters look and like a certain thing that like you know a certain point there it's referencing older plots but they are older plots that like they looked like babies during it's really confusing yeah um so um and and like and also but this is also and like okay so for me two problems arise one Emma doesn't have any scenes with Craig that I can think of. I mean, it's, it's, it's the question itself, I think, is almost interesting in the sense of, um, if you remember when Craig was first introduced, the thing is, here's the thing. Again, I think there's a fanfic in here. I think there's a fanfic here. Because remember, they have the connection between their parents, right? Because Joey and, um, and um, Spike and Snake and everybody, like, they are all from, like, they're high school friends. So there's that, and, like, Craig and Emma have seen each other growing up, and there's also, like, when they go to the dance together, and they're with, and, like, Manny and, and Emma, and, like, there's that conscious decision that, uh, you know, Craig and Manny dance together. There's something there. There is, like, a hook there. But it's not at all what this is focusing on, right? It's trying to, like, redo a scene that is just not where... It's just not where the choice is. To me, the choice was at that dance, right? Like, all the way back in season two. I don't know how you would recreate that because they were season two versions of themselves and they were so small. But um, that feels like where the choice would be. But this is, like, just kind of, in like, swapping Manny for Emma way later than when that decision would have been made. And it was just really confusing. Yeah. Like, um, I, there's so like, for, yeah, like for me, there's just so little here to like, what was the other thing? It was like, yeah. And it's also just like, because it's just complete rehashing. Like, I don't know. My, though I do have a question of, do you think Mira McDonald pushed for this mini episode because she wanted to smooch, uh, uh, what's his name? Jake. Jake yep. Epstein. <laughs> I knew it was a Johnny Epstein for some reason. Um, Fair enough. She's just like, look, you want me to sign up for another? <laughs> you throw Mira McDonald a bone. <laughs> I don't know, but I will say, I don't think their chemistry was bad. No. I think they had good chemistry. Like, I was watching it, and, like, obviously, like, what they're saying is wacky. Like, they're saying just weird, vague rehashings of the Manny and, you know, Craig confrontation and the whole, like, you know, oh, you're with Ashley, but, like, you know, but I love you. Like, that whole entire thing. It's really not relevant. I mean, it doesn't matter. But I will say their chemistry was good. Like, I would have been curious 
how that would have gone. I don't think it would have been good, but I, I think that the actors themselves like click really well in a way that I really didn't anticipate. Like, I think she's like, she came off may, way more engaged interacting with him than she came off interacting with like most of her other like love interests on the show, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it was good. Yeah. And, but then like the ending is, uh, Emma is just like, I might be pregnant. I'm just like, it's uh. a weird tacked on thing. And it's like, clearly it, again, again, I think there's a fanfic here. I think there's a really, really long, like a 15 K fanfic that starts in season two and talks about how it deviates in like slightly shorter, like little like scenes and exchanges. And it, it like, you know, it, it goes through their time in high school and it like has plot points. I, I have this all in my head for a ship I really have never thought about. But like it, it, it hits upon like various moments that are important in the narrative of Degrassi and like how they would process it together in like short scenes. I think it, it's there, but Again, I just think that almost the fact that it is official, it's officially part of the show, limits it in a way that's just not really worth it. Like, it's just not worth it. And what was that pregnancy twist? Like, it doesn't, it's useless. Yeah, because we know it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. It should have right. been something, like, where she's just like, well, Craig, you need to make a decision because I'm the last starfighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just, just keep it interesting. Something. I have to go into space and fight the Reapers. <laughs> like... Right. But like in all seriousness, like at that point, because like at that point, this is never going to get revisited again. You might as well do something different or absurd. Like, I just feel like trying to invoke an old plot, which was, you know, deeply traumatizing for another character is kind of useless. Yeah. But what do I know? Again, I will say this. I think they had great chemistry. Based on that alone, I would have been slightly intrigued by what would happen if this was done sincerely. Yes. Uh, yeah god what if jimmy was never shot and the answer is uh kind of a jerk (laughs) yeah i mean the thing is is like i i'm not against how jimmy like i don't know i think this question is stupid um I think that there's this ableist piece of it in the sense of like, what if this person never went through this horrible thing and it's like and the gotcha is super ableist. I, I, I really don't think there's a point in asking these kind of questions. I don't really think it's productive. I think that it's more productive to put your time and effort into uh, creating a multifaceted and authentic experience of a disabled character than this kind of shit. Because it's supposed to, I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to make you do. Because it's like, Jimmy is excited. Um, and Craig and Spinner are kind of being his hype men. Um, and Ellie and... Sean are there too and um you know everyone's kind of talking about college looking into colleges things like that Jimmy is super pumped um because it reveals that he is um going on sports scholarship uh to play basketball at North Carolina now we knew that this was the life path that was potentially going to happen for him before his injury right he was being scouted and he was like you know talking with recruiters and he was potentially this was like a very legitimate thing that he was going to be going through which also makes this question kind of uninteresting right like it doesn't matter to me what would have happened if you're telling me that what would have happened is exactly what the show already had set up as what would happen you know what i mean like 
it would have been more interesting almost that, you know, if we have to go by this premise, which I don't really enjoy in any sense, it, it would have been interesting if it was like he, he was on this path and he still liked, you know, still liked it, but he still found art. You know what I mean? It would have been interesting if maybe like senior year, he's like, you know what? I don't really like basketball. It doesn't make me happy. You want to know what makes me happy? Art. And like, you know, horror comics and things like that. And like, I think that would have been an interesting thing that like he still came to that conclusion, even even though, um, you know, even though he didn't go through, um, go went through his injury. Um, but again, that's not what these what ifs do. And again, that's something that I think a fanfic writer could write. But I don't really think a officially sanctioned mini episode can. So he's like super excited and he's like, oh, we should go to the clubs, blah, 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 blah. Sean is like despondent and, the, you know, he's sitting. So, you know, that's going to be relevant in a little bit. But like he's sitting there and most of the time he's just kind of staring off in the space. He, he's upset and it is his concerns are still pretty consistent with Sean before like any any sort of this thing with the mini episodes in the sense of like he's like i can't really afford college it's not really realistic um ellie's looking at the college stuff too and is fretting about it because she too is also worried about like affording things they're talking about um kind of like oh like very um they're kind of talking about a condition and like using language like that regarding sean um as like kind of a tip off that something is up but they're very vague about it um Jimmy is super excited. He invites them to the club and Sean has a meltdown. And the meltdown's kind of interesting because it's almost framed as if it's just going to be a meltdown because of just like who Sean is and like, you know, how he's not going to be able to go in because of, you know, just his appearance stuff. At least that's how it kind of like it, 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 it's almost convincing that. And then he dramatically reveals his wheelchair Yeah. So. And the the Ellie makes Ellie says like, "Well, we can just not go." Um, and Jimmy's like, "All right, whatever," and just leaves. Yeah. And then like Sean's like, "Let's just go home," and just like, "Okay, we're just gonna fuck off the rest of the day." Um, and Ellie pushes him out of frame, and like. For me, I like I feel like Alton Brown on Hot Ones reviewing hot sauces where I'm just like, I could fix this. Like, make <laughs> this Sean at home with just Ellie. And, like, them trying to figure out how they're going to afford the place. Like, you know, or, like, what's going to happen when Ellie goes to school and Sean's left alone. Well, it's also, um, like, the the issue, like, with Jimmy, like, yeah, it was frustrating that, like, he had to wait on his dad's, you know, construction, like, of, you know, his dad was overseeing construction efforts to make a home that is, uh, you know, accessible to him. But at least Jimmy's family has the money to do that. Like, Sean yeah. wouldn't have that money. He would have to figure out how the fuck he's going to be able to be in a place uh, that probably wouldn't really be um, handicap accessible. Like, that would be the more interesting conversation. But at the end of the day, my issue is I don't like the idea of having, like, disability be this, like, awful, shocking reveal, right? It, it's just... The whole premise to me is a rotten premise because it, it's, like, 
it still gives this idea of like disability being the shocking, horrible thing when in actuality it's just something that people experience and it's something that, you know, anybody can experience very quickly. Um, it's not productive to perpetrate the idea of it being the shocking, horrible thing, even in short mini episodes. Yeah. Um, my thing, I think there's a much more interesting what if it, that from this situation. Uh, for me, the what if, uh, what if Rick survived? Oh, fuck. Like. <sighs> Because we've like we've already you know we've already <laughs> we've already seen um, white men get off like for terrible crimes mm-hmm. on this show and in real life obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, my other thing is like, what if like, what if you know Jimmy had a, a um, what if Jimmy had like still a target for his anger. What if Sean didn't go through that transformative episode? Because, like, that's where everything changes for Sean. Like, then we're seeing the repercussions in season six. Um, Yeah. No, I I agree. I think that there's a lot of what-ifs in that whole entire thing. But I don't think the what-ifs are who gets shot and, you know, and, and disabled from it. Right? Like, I don't think that's the question. I think it is, like, what happens if Rick survived? What happened if, um, fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, that's what I just, like, that's that's an interesting question to ask. What if, you know, Sean didn't leave? What if, what if they actually got mental health treatment? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what if uh, so, uh, Sorvay got a staff? Right, like, what What if, like, like that's the thing, it's like... The, what, what if we if... hired more teachers? <laughs> but, like, that's that's what I think the question actually is. That's what I think the actual insight is. It's it's in that stuff. It's not in... It's not in what this, this little episode is trying to talk about. Um, fuck, yeah, like, that, that would have been actually interesting. Um... Yeah, we've been talking about what if scenarios, but like a what if scenario should just be an essential game changer. Yeah, yeah. It's like the stakes are never quite high enough in these. And I never expect that. Like the thing is, is like it's this weird in between of like the stakes are not high enough, but I understand why they're not high enough. But that's also why these premises fail. Like it's it's like a weird um, it's like this weird intermingling issue which is that as realistic as I am about this whole entire thing and as, you know, much as I trying to understand there's a lot probably going on behind the scenes of what you can and cannot do even in a mini episode, I just wouldn't bother. I would rather see mini episodes more like uh, some of the other ones we've watched than this kind of shit. Yeah. Well, I got to head off to my all-new, all-new college catch you later huh what's that just a game then i'll break down just in case hurry up hurry up we're running in our last race will i laugh half the way to tokyo i dreamt i was super joe
what that means, I don't know A dream, too tired to come 